All right, Kev, welcome to our first ever Surviving Golf podcast, which I, I hope will be a weekly recap, preview, overall thought of this year's Survivor Golf Pool, which is my favorite my favorite thing in the world. So I'm very excited. Very excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, same. So we, um, we're excited about a lot of things, right? So the start of the PGA season, this, um, this pool... Uh, you know, the NFL kind of dominates for that three to four month span there. And everyone's kind of just engrossed in that for, for better or worse. Um, but it's nice when golf season comes back around, you know, especially for, for being involved in these kinds of pools and things like that. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's easy for us. And like, for those, most of these people, I feel like will that are listening will know us, but just in case we get any randoms, I we, I think I personally love golf. I'm a zealot. I'm obsessed with it. So it's easy for people like me, you, us to get involved in something like this. But I think we're on the precipice of golf going mainstream with this Netflix show coming out. That's going to be like the F1 series with it being in the headlines for the, the live tour and some of the mainstream headlines it's been. And then Tiger's going into prime time. So I feel like hopefully this is a good way for some casuals to check out some golf on a weekend to hopefully follow, follow their dude around the course. If you can for get sure. some yeah. fresh eyes. And, and you guys, and you and I have spoke about this in the past um, with fantasy football. That's one of the most challenging things I think is like when you delve into like a season long commitment, especially with any kind of fantasy team, right? Like you're, you're really signing up for, you know, weekly workload right like the research the the waiver wire all that stuff and the nice thing about this format is you can make it that if you want like there's ton, obviously tons of research to be done and and a lot to know um but you could also spend 20 seconds a week on it if you if that's what you choose to do um and still be just as invested it's just something something that you look forward to and you go back and check when it's done you, you don't even have to watch the golf if you don't want to um but it's it's completely up to you. And like, and like you said, I think that um, I hope that golf is, is becoming a little bit more mainstream as well and, and more popular because it really is a great, um, great sport to watch in my opinion on, on TV and, and live as well. Is it the best napping sport in the world? Like on a lazy uh, Saturday, you just like check in at noon, like, you know, right around hole four, you doze off, you wake up like hole, you know, 14, you watch it down the stretch and now you're good. That's, that, you know that's yeah, that's what i'm talking about 100 percent. yeah i remember uh so i think it was something barstool did they had uh brooks kept on and he was talk, talking about that you know and then i think this is very true for the casual golfer but it's like when you play 18 holes you know the first hole pretty memorable maybe the second hole then you kind of just forget the remaining like 15 and then that's like, great the first, well, yeah, second to last hole then you remember that you know they're all kind of the same but yeah and then watching it's the same thing you know that's great and you said it right. I hope I hope through this podcast we can give just a little bit of knowledge, data, some insight into some players every week to give, like like to to make an example. My wife is going to play in this pool. You know, my wife she doesn't care about golf. Uh, is going to do this pool because I torture her, and she'll be somebody who will probably uh, look up the names and find the first one that she likes and put it in. And the great thing is she has the same chance of success with that strategy as I will putting in four to five hours of research every week, trying to grind this out. As we well know, the history has shown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be run uh, 
for everybody who hasn't done one of these before, akin to an NFL survivor pool in that every single week for every individual entry that you have, one, two, or three, you'll pick one golfer that you will then not be able to select the remainder of the year. That's as straightforward as it can be with one nuance that in this, you will get one second life at any point in the year, if you so choose. And what that means is if you pick a golfer and that golfer is cut, you will have one chance to pay four times your entry fee to get one more chance to compete for as long as you can. Then you lose that second life and you're done. And I probably should have started with, we're picking a golfer every week in the PGA Tour event that makes the cut. And the cut is going to be usually the top 54 golfers a week after the second round. There are a few hybrid rounds where it'll be after the third, but for the most part, top 54 and all ties um, or top 65, top 65 and all ties. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, oh. I think it's 60. They, they changed it uh, the last year and the year before from 70 to 65. So I believe it's six, top 65 and all ties, which, um, you know, that, that part, <laughs> again, as Ed and I will now trying to figure out who it's going to be, if you're grinding on the, you know, on the Friday afternoon, who's going to make the cut. And sometimes it turns out to be, you know, 80, 85 guys, just because they, what they do is they, they set a score pretty much of what it's going to be. And whatever that score is, is, if people tie that score and it's more than 65, then they get to go through as well. So it kind of varies on the number, but it typically work, works out to be half of the full size field, which is uh, roughly about 150. So after Thursday and Friday, they cut it essentially in half. If your guy makes it through, you're on to the next round. You just can't use that guy um, again in any other tournament yeah perfect and that goes for entries too so if, if you have entry one and entry two and you use say tiger woods in entry one it doesn't mean you can't use him in entry two it just means for the remainder of the year you can't use tiger woods again in that entry and then one other uh sort of bookkeeping thing that we'll address as we get way further in the season but in the event that we are very late in the season and we're getting near the end of this, the end of the PGA Tour schedule. If at that point the remaining survivors uh, propose the option to split the pot, whatever that may be, evenly between everybody, we will do that. If that vote is wholly unanimous, meaning that if there's one dissenting vote to that who wants to continue to play and, and cut the field more or go to the very end. That's what we'll defer to. But but as we get further in the season and we cut down more and more entries and we're, you know, we're getting down to the final 15, 10, 7, um, at that point, you know, there could be a pretty good chunk of uh chunk of change on the line. So we can we can think about chopping that up. All right, cool. I I was just gonna get into why how why I love this pool and and I guess it comes to the different ways that you can play it and what goes through my brain every week and Oh, I guess some of the strategy that could come in. And the first thing I always think of is, are you trying to play this every single week? You're trying to make, you're trying to pick a golfer to make the cut the best golfer you can period end of story. And you're just trying to play it one week at a time, one week season. And, and you're not thinking about any foresight whatsoever, or are there scenarios where instead of maybe using a very top tier golfer, you try to delve maybe to that second tier to squeak somebody out so you can reserve the studs for special events or tougher events. I go back and forth 
neither has worked so far. And I just, I don't, I don't know what the best, the best option is. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, and just to give people a little bit of perspective on like length, you know, we don't know, obviously, um, I'll back up a little bit. So we started this playing in a pool like this, basically. I started back when I was still living in New Jersey, this maybe like five, six years ago. And Ed and I typically um, join these things together, <laughs> these like pools and things. So we're both very interested in them. So uh, I got him into it. And we've been playing this one for about two, three years now um, together. And so um, that one, which is... Uh, I forget the number of entries last year, but it was in the, in the hundreds. hundreds. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like 500 entries maybe. Um, that one typically does last until almost the end of the season, usually, um, like around July, August. Um, I don't want to <laughs> may yeah. say us, but it's likely that our pool will start <laughs> out a lot smaller. Um, so I can you can expect probably a shorter uh, time commitment. Um, I don't want to speculate, but I would guess maybe it might be over, you know, in spring or something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so getting back into the sort of strategy piece. So I've seen a lot of stuff out there. I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff. Like, like you said, we haven't quite found anything that's worked for us all the way, but we've had some relative success. Um, and I've generally been of the mindset. Now, this is mostly pre-live with the exception of last year where, you know, the guys were mostly playing these PGA Tour events. I've been of, of the mindset of, uh recent form so you're watching these tournaments and seeing how these guys are doing within the past like one to two to three weeks um and just taking who you know to be the most talented golfers in the field because i i think personally that there's enough of them where i've never found really myself in a situation where i'm like oh man i, I don't have any options here basically because i've used up all the good guys because there's just enough of them in my opinion um there's something also called um like course horses for courses they call them so there's yeah. certain guys who year to year um will do well on certain tracks right so like, they just have the game that fits for it and i think that there's a place for that as well uh but for myself personally i will always weigh uh, uh recent form so how they've been performing lately over the course history right so we've seen like melt that the golf is just so mental right so like um jordan speed for example he went down one of the biggest meltdowns that we you know for a golfer of his talent that we've seen and in that time you know if he plays like say the masters you're like yeah it'll be at the masters yeah but it, like he can't he can't make a four-foot putt for par like, right <laughs> right so, like, he looks like me you know so like you, you, you gotta kind of weigh a little bit of uh you know what's been going on with the guy as well i think so it's, it's a little mix i'm with you i'm with you and i've been i've been somebody in the past and this is maybe giving away my strategy going forward this year in the past i've always i've always thought when we get to the u.s open it's just louis ostazen period or stuff something like that where there's just certain tournaments and courses uh the um waste management John Rahm in front of the Arizona State crowd. You need guys who are going to be up for that. And I'm, I'm reserving these guys. And these are my tournament guys. Spieth in Texas. Who stays yep. in at the, at the Open. Whatever. Tiger at the Masters. Whoever. Um, but I feel like, as you sort of alluded to, we may be at a place in golf where there are so many freaking good players that you can literally just pick a stud every week 
And when you're getting into that top tier, like all these guys are pretty much course proof, like the top 10, 20, 25 golfers. Now, maybe all of those guys won't be in a certain tournament. So you may have to go into that second tier. But when you're dealing with the majors, like, you know, everybody plays well if they're a stud or should play well or is predicted to play well. And, and that's the reason those guys come to the top at the majors, right? Because they, they are the toughest yes. tracks and, and that, the toughest field. Wow, that felt like really straightforward analysis that no, no, the best no, players yeah. end up I, contending. No, I think, <laughs> but I'm the same way, you know, because it is, you want to, <laughs> there's nothing right. like outthinking yourself, right? Like you, right. Well, you want to just You just saw it. We just did it. Like, wait, yeah. our, maybe just pick the best players every week and maybe that's a good strategy and maybe you can cut these five hours down to five seconds and just Mm -hmm. whoever won the last tournament or has had a few top tens or has made you know five ten straight cuts just pick that dude right and and don't and uh and i haven't done this personally but i've seen and and certain guys that i trust have said that they've done better when they actually plan out the entire season so they look at every tournament um and they're pre-selecting which guy they're going to take for each one. Now, obviously, that you have to modify that with certain whatever happens along the road, but um, that's another option you can have. Now, obviously, that takes a little bit more work, and you got to sit down and actually look at the schedule and the field. And some guys haven't committed yet to certain fields, so you don't really know who's going to be available. But um, and that's the other thing you want to do. So just mistakes I've seen um, in the past, just from doing these pools. Um, as Ed sort of alluded to earlier, just make sure that you are looking at the field, like you know who's playing in the tournament. Because I think you can just see, like, we and we this happens every year in the pool that we've done is that um, you know it's getting down to the last minute. You got to submit that pick, and someone just picks a name that they like, and it shows up on the spreadsheet, and that person's not even playing in the field, and unfortunately, you're eliminated with no chance. So it takes two seconds. Just look up, you know, the field for this tournament. Get to know the schedule. Get to know which tournaments are coming up um and and just know which guys are, are available to select cool so yeah this will be uh this will be dropped concurrently with um i guess sort of the starter instructions that you'll get at the same time um yeah and, and we'll we'll go forward from there every week you'll get an email uh monday tuesday probably at the tournament um that you will just reply reply only to the the sender not whatever the not reply all is called just reply to the sender with your pick um, if you got multiple picks, make your multiple picks. And that's how we'll do it every week. Um, you know, we'll sort of grind uh, leading up to the tournament, um, put a Google sheet together that will be sort of updated live time that everybody can follow. That'll come out at the start of the tournament. Um, but but we sort of have to keep a pretty firm timeline that that once the tournament tees off, if if your entry hasn't uh, hasn't selected a pick or uh, has selected a duplicate pick or has selected somebody that's not playing in the tournament, you're done. We just can't. There, there hopefully will be a lot of people here, but either way, uh, we don't have time to chase everybody down who hasn't done their thing. So it's it's sort of up to you to do it. It takes two seconds to uh, to hit reply. So we'll do that. Um, so let's uh, let's end here, Kev, with a little preview of our skills. Hopefully, the the Century Tournament of Champions is being played at Kapula Plantation Golf Course in beautiful Hawaii this week, uh, starting tomorrow the 5th. Um, it is a no-cut event, so we're not going to be picking uh, you know, our picks for the, this particular format. But I wanted to give out two – I'll give out two sort of moderate favorites that I like, and then I'll give out my one long shot that I hope, uh, I, I hope hits. And here's my thought behind it, and this sort of, a, I guess, a look under the hood in my process. Uh, wide fairways. 
extremely long course. Um, weather should not be an issue in, in beautiful Hawaii. Um, but the stat that I've, that I've read will affect the best um, outcome in this tournament is approach shots from outside 200 yards. And now with that stat, my two, my two uh, we'll call them sort of mainstream picks will be A, Patrick Cantlay, who I got at 11 to 1 uh, on the site that I'm using. He uh, also, some inside info, is, is uh, sponsorship with Titleist is up. So you may see him use some better clubs that he can now choose freely. Uh, uh, that's, that's always a, a factor to see how those will uh, will affect his game. And the second person I'm choosing is Colin Morikawa, who is the, the best iron player on the planet right now. So anytime you're getting into a place where um, you know, dr- uh, ap- approaches or approach game will, will be an issue or will be a, a factor in, in success. He should be at the top of the list. And then also he's just, you know, one of the best players in the world. So it, it's, you know, sometimes you don't overthink it. And then finally, my, uh, my, my long shot, 80 to one JT Poston on a little bit of a hot streak, good long iron player, great name. Uh, and that's why we're going to going with him at 80 to one. So I hope that that will show some of my merit. Yeah, I saw a couple, um, a couple stories about those picks. Actually, I love the I love the picks. By the way, um, JT Poston. So I guess Max Homer got up into his swing roasting again, like within the past yes. couple of weeks. He he retired, but uh, and JT Poston sent him one, and he said his reply was something like, "I'd rather roast the real JT," <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And then the other comment is, uh, "Did you see Cantley's?" New Year's Eve outfit, which he just got buried for on Twitter. Wait, his what? <laughs> so he he took a, he was with Xander Shoffley on New Year's Eve uh, and their significant others, and they took the four of them took a picture. But Cantlay's outfit was just like you know what you would expect from him, basically. I, like I khaki khaki shorts. Like I was gonna say, like what, a, you, nobody's yeah. able to see this, but this is like I'm wearing the blandest color shirt right now. That is him. Monotone Which is almost. Bland. I think it's. I think it's better because it's like right, yeah. you would hate to see him like dressed up and so it's not him. That's now. right. Just, no, I want him to be him. I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so happy to hear that. It's, yeah. it's on brand. It's on brand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So. Tournament of Champions. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, this is this tournament is um, the field is all the people who won in the previous calendar season. So those are the people who are available to play, which is why it's a much smaller field, um, like 30 something guys, I think, uh, which is why there's no cut. So we don't um, we don't include this in part of our survivor tournament, but it'll start next week with a full field. Um, So I have two guys. uh, Actually, I'm going to go with three guys since since I named three. I'll do three as well. I have like sort of a, a Sort of favorite, a mid-tier guy, and then um, and then a long shot. So my favorite is uh, Tony Finau, who Ed and I were actually discussing a little bit before the um, before we started recording. So he's he's been a favorite of ours. He's burned us a couple times, but we got over it quickly. You know, we forget. <laughs> um, he's but, too I mean, cool. He's too cool. Just an unreal talent. I mean, we were talking about him at the majors, at these big tournaments with these big fields, and the, the dude he just shows up like. Um, you know, and he his all his knock has always been he can't close and finish on Sundays, which um, I think has affected him a little bit mentally. But but the game is there for sure, and um, and he can bomb. Uh, this course, I think, long shot pick. My middle tier pick uh, is a guy named Tom Kim, um, new Nike athlete, right? That's right. Just find a new deal as well. He's got a couple new uh, coaches. I saw him on the range the other day. Um, and he's a, a very strong player, young, up and coming, uh, won once last year on tour already. I, I forget exactly how old he is, but 
um, early 20s, something like that, I think. Um, and so I'm looking for him to have a pretty big year as well. And then my long shot, uh, 125 to one is Mackenzie Hughes uh, from Canada. He is um, a little bit feast or famine. He can, find, <laughs> he can put up uh, an eight pretty easily, but uh, he can go pretty low too sometimes when his game's on. And he um, very much ball striker, uh, long iron player. So um, that sort of led to my, my line of thinking there. Exceptionally good putter too. Hmm. Uh, Tom Kim, Tom Kim is the president's cup, like superstar, right? I mean, that was just everybody, if anybody checked that out, he was an electric factory. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Sort of a similar trajectory. Um, Sungjae kind of did something similar, right? He, although he was kind of already having a little bit of success, but he played the president's cup that year and, and probably was the international's um, yep. leading performer and then went on to have a huge season as well. Yep. All right, Cool. Kev, I think that'll do it for our first pod. This is uh, Surviving Golf, where we try to survive the season mentally, physically in this pool. Um, yeah, any you know, we're always available for any uh, any comments, any rule clarifications. But you know, we wish everybody the best of luck, and uh, you know, not not too much luck, but you know, hopefully everybody enjoys it. Just the right amount, yeah. And please, um, if you have people that are interested in this kind of thing, please forward it along. We we are really trying to make a push to as, as, um, as big a field as we can, because I think, and this, this was true for me, you know, the first time I did it, I, I wasn't really that much into golf. I just had a, a friend that really pushed me to do it and I tried it. Um, and I haven't stopped since. So I, I think if, if you give it a shot or you, you know, people and they give it a shot, I think it's the kind of thing that can grow, um, which is what we're hoping for. So. Cool. All right. Peace.